Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Publicity Podcast. Public relations tactics and marketing strategies for your business. Hello and welcome to the Publicity Podcast episode three. Publicity Podcast is coming as ever from the heart of London in the UK. Now we're recording in late April 2016 and this week apart from working I have been mostly trying to accomplish one of the hardest physical tasks of my life. I'm trying to build a log cabin in my garden which hopefully I will record the podcast from in the future and that involved carrying two and a half tons of material through the house bit by bit to the back of the garden and mixing it all up by hand pouring the concrete and letting it set. Now the end result is quite satisfying but I'm not sure I would do it again in a hurry and it certainly made me feel a little more sympathetic to those in the building trade. Anyway on with the show and today's guest is David Walsh and he is a real expert when it comes to getting subscribers, getting views and getting business through YouTube. Now David's business is based on helping people with product launches with building membership sites and also with video marketing and since 2013 he's been regularly uploading videos to YouTube mainly on the subject of YouTube itself. He's now up to nearly 100,000 subscribers and his most popular videos are almost at the million mark in terms of number of views and he's got this completely off the ground from scratch in just a couple of years. And as you'll hear, YouTube is really how he acquires 100% of his clients, either indirectly or directly. So if you've uploaded videos to YouTube before and they haven't got much traction, or if you've never used YouTube before and you're thinking about how you can throw that into your marketing mix, into your PR strategy, then this is the episode for you. So let's jump right into the interview. So, David, could you just explain a little bit about what you do? Oh, well, thanks very much, Pete. Uh, yes, well, I um, I actually work uh, with companies, brands, business people uh, who, who want to use the power of video and specifically YouTube to drive uh, customers to their website by the products and services and stuff like that and also create authority uh, for people in the marketplace using the power of video. My uh, YouTube channel is David Walsh Online. That's youtube.com forward slash David Walsh Online. And um, I'm currently over 81,000, coming up to quick, quickly coming up to 82,000 subscribers um, on the YouTube channel. Um, now, all of them, you're looking at stats. Now, not all of them are my typical target market. I wish they were 82,000 business owners who were rabid fans of my content. But unfortunately, YouTube being YouTube, that's not necessarily the case. 
Um, I do have about 65% plus of my uh, target market are actually, are, are, are 65% of my subscribers are my target market, which is quite good. Um, so they are, they're typically uh, 24 plus. And uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they're the people that I, I, obviously I'm targeting in my business. Now, yes, I do have a big, uh, big number of teens and tweens and kiddies who are on YouTube when they're trying to be the next uh, YouTube sensation, but that comes with the territory and what I do talking about being successful on YouTube. So that comes, that's part and parcel of what I, I get and accept. And what was it that first got you into YouTube? Was it a conscious strategy that you were just going to go for that? Or was it an accident that you started to build up this success? Uh, it's actually both. Funnily enough, it's actually both. Um, I remember it well. It was February 1st, 2013. Um, I had a number of clients who were actually coming to a close with some, with some contracts I had. Um, so, and the problem I had is that I didn't have any new contracts coming through. Um, at the time, my girlfriend was, didn't have much work. She works in the fashion industry and freelance. She didn't have any work coming through. So we were, we were on a little bit of a strain uh, financial-wise. And I, I, I did get sort of stressed about what we're going to do. So obviously, I looked back at uh, what worked for me in the past to get – I needed to get clients fast. So I looked at what worked for me in the past to get clients in quite quickly. And I noticed that I had put up, I think – three or four YouTube videos um, on my channel. There's sort of random, I just decided, right, I need to do a video, I'll do a video, put it up on YouTube, and each video brought in a new client. So once I sort of looked at that, I was like, duh, why didn't I just keep doing that? Um, so, and, and funny enough, every client that came from those videos all came from San Diego. I have no idea why, but every single one of them said, I saw your YouTube video and I contacted you and they're all from San Diego. I have no clue. But from that, then, then that part was the conscious decision was to uh, decide, well, YouTube is obviously the way to go. So uh, instead of talking about product launches and membership sites and stuff like that, I decided, well, traffic is a much bigger thing. So using YouTube to drive traffic uh, was was the sort of thing I was going to go and do on YouTube. So uh, which which does confuse a lot of people when when I'm talking to people who have YouTube channels and say, well, what do you do? And I go, YouTube. And they go, yeah, but what do you do? And I go, YouTube. And I go, I talk about YouTube on YouTube. And they go, oh, now I get it. So, but yes, it, it was sort of haphazard at first. Um, but then it was a conscious decision once I realized that YouTube could drive, could bring in clients with, with, with each and every video. So when did you really first start to work on your channel? When was your first video? No, that was uh, my first first video I consciously uploaded for the what I'm doing now was on the 19th of February uh, 2013 just two and a half years ago yeah so can you take us through your current plan for uploading videos I mean how many videos do you upload a month and how often do you upload them it's once a week, so on average four a month. Uh, so typically what I do is I don't do them each week unless unless I've run out of content or I'm traveling quite a bit uh, and I've just run out of videos. What I do is I 
typically film four, six or eight videos in one go. If I can get eight done in a day, that's fantastic. T typically it's about four done in a day. So I can get a month's worth of content done in one day. And, and that's typically shooting four videos in the morning and then edits in the afternoon. So uh, I'll get a month, uh, one, one day will create a month's worth of content. Do you have a similar structure for all of your videos or are they quite different to each other? Uh, my, my videos and most videos in our space are sort of have a five section format. You'll have your video intro, which is, hey, this, this is what your video is about. And that's very important because you have about five to eight seconds to capture somebody's attention. Um, so they'll typically do a search on Google or YouTube. They'll see your thumbnail or your title. They'll click through. And if what you're talking about doesn't capture them within those five to eight seconds, you've lost them. They're going to click back and go to the next video. So you have that particular, your, your, your intro talking about what you've got. Then what I do is I have my video animation and then I have my sort of preface for what the, the content is about. So this is a, more of a fleshy part. Uh, about what the content is going to be and then any sort of stuff that needs to be put in place for them to understand what I'm going to talk about the, the content itself. Uh, sometimes that does require some more uh, meat on it than others. Uh, like if I'm doing a, a full talking head video, then that preface will be quite short because I'll just go straight into the content. If it's a screen capture, like showing them how to upload a video or something like that on YouTube, then uh, that can be a bit more meaty. Uh, and then the, the next part will be the content itself, where I go through, here is what you've signed up to get. This is the promise. And here's my delivery of that. Uh, then sometimes, most times I will have a recap of that or any other points that need to be uh, expressed that weren't necessarily in that or just go over again. And then I'll have my call to action on the end. So those are my five sections that I have. I don't include the intro includes the, the video animation. So that's, those are my five sections. So what is your call to action? I mean, is it to subscribe to your channel or something else? Um, for the, 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 the David Walsh online channel, that is that has been my main call to action. I do have a couple of videos that go to your standard, here's my free report type thing. And they're nicely, I have one video alone brings in about 150 people a month. And that's just one video which was done oh, about a year and a half ago. And that still brings in leads and it's just sitting there ticking away and stuff like that. Um, now, I am I am sort of splintering off a brand new channel, which is more focused on business. And the call to action there will be subscribe, get my free download. So that's where I will have more of a focus on driving them from YouTube into my business and then getting them from there and putting them through into a funnel, selling products, services, et cetera, et cetera. Now, these days, YouTube offers you the chance to pay for traffic, to pay for views to your channel. Do you do that or are all of your views organic? Um, it's all organic. Everything on this particular channel is 100% organic. Uh, good keyword research is the key to uh, organic uh, success on YouTube. And that's that's how I built it from the word go. I knew that I had to get my list of keywords and I still do it to this day. Go back, get my keywords. Okay, I have an idea about this. What's my main keyword or what's the most searched for a particular keyword in that particular topic? Then use that within the title throughout the, the content itself and then in the description and the tags. 
um, as well. So yeah, er everything on there is, is organic. On the new channel, that will be both uh, organic and paid. Um, so I'll be I will be using a paid strategy to to boost that up initially. Um, I, 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 luckily enough, because I've got eighty nearly eighty two thousand people, I can get a lot of them to transfer over to the new channel as well. So uh, hopefully, I won't have to use as much paid uh, much of a paid strategy to get them over there uh, as I normally would with a brand new channel with with no 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 organic anything. If you were starting again completely from scratch, would you go for a purely organic strategy as you've described or would you go for a paid strategy? Uh, if I was to start a brand new channel with absolutely nothing, I would have both definitely organic. That would be the, the, the main focus to get everything going, but uh, also supported by a paid strategy as well, uh, because you definitely need that to get those quick eyeballs get that momentum because uh, that's what it's about it's youtube want you to be able to keep people on their platform the longer you can do that the lo the better they will promote you and put you more in associated videos on the on the side of the the video on on their platform and that's what they want so if you can capture those people give great content which i tell everybody to do is that you have to give the best content even if it's not the best content in the world but if it's the best content you can give that's what matters. Uh, and when you have great content, that's what's going to keep people clicking through to your next video, to your next video, to your next video. And that's when YouTube will put your videos on the, on the, on the associated videos because they know that you have good, what's called watch time. You have good watch time on your videos and they know you're going to keep people on their platform. Can you tell us about your biggest hit on YouTube, your most popular video? Okay. My most successful video was one called How to Download a YouTube Video. 2.5 million views in about a year and a bit. Um, and it was the official video for how to download a YouTube video, even though downloading a YouTube video was is against YouTube's terms of service. Uh, it did get me a slap on the wrist. Uh, I didn't take it down in time. Uh, the reason that was is because everyone and their dog basically wanted to download music. They wanted to download movies, stuff like that. So that was why that one was so popular. The, uh, the next one is uh, how to get YouTube subscribers, how to get views. That one is about 360, 380,000, something like that. And again, these are all keyword rich. Uh, good content and it gives specific strategies on how to do stuff. So, uh, and I have a lot of videos that are above, like they're hitting the 300 plus thousand mark. Uh, and again, they're, they're your typical ones, how to get subscribers, how to get views, how to get this, da, 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 all YouTube related. Now I heard a rumor. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That when you achieve a certain level of success on YouTube, you actually kind of get let into a sort of insider's club where YouTube actually take you on and start promoting you more and more. Is there any truth to that? 
Uh, yeah, that's basically called a partner manager. And when you get you get to around the hundred thousand subscriber mark, uh, that's when you will they will approach you, uh, and they will contact you and assign you a partner manager. Um, you do need about what did I, I think it's about seventy five thousand hours view time per month on your channel. Uh, it's not necessarily the subscribers; it's more the view time that you get. So I think it's about seventy five thousand hours per month. Uh, they do a review every quarter. Uh, they review channels, and then that's when they uh, contact them to say, "Hey, we've got somebody assigned to you, to, because we understand you're driving a lot of traffic, and we want to help you drive more." So it's not a rumor; it actually is reality. What proportion of the traffic to your website comes from YouTube? I, I, I guess I could actually say that 100% in one way, shape, or another actually come from YouTube. Uh, 50 to 60% come directly from YouTube uh, and then the, the remaining become because of YouTube. Um, uh, sort of when I hit the sort of 10K mark on my channel, that's when sort of everybody in the sort of internet marketing space sat up and took notice. They knew of me, but once you hit 10K, that seems to be the magic number that people go, oh, really? Okay. That's, you, you've done something uh, quite well that they're going, you need to need to keep an eye on this guy. And a lot of people in the video marketing space were taking taking notice of what I did, unbeknownst to me, till I went to events and people are going, oh, you're that guy that did, da, da, da. oh, I look at your videos and I did this and all that sort of thing. And even when I go and speak at events, I get a lot of people coming up to me going, oh, I was watching your video the other day and uh, stuff, that, which is which is quite cool. You know, it's quite cool. It's It's quite nice. Uh, every time I'm in LA, there seems to be one police officer watching my videos in a police car. Every year I go to LA, I meet at least one police officer doing that, which hopefully you know, they're, they're not putting anybody at risk doing so. Now, I've seen plenty of adverts and sites that offer you the chance to get tens of thousands of views for a very small amount of money. And I've heard that can help possibly in terms of if there's a video with 10,000 views, people are much more likely to think that that's good and then watch it. Is this a strategy that you would recommend doing? <sighs> okay. Uh, I would say ish. Now, there, there are certain things that you can do that are white hat. Uh, like all this push button stuff are sort of gray, leaning into black hat more so than anything. And I, I don't recommend doing them. I I don't do them myself uh, because I, I want longevity. I'm not looking for a quick buck um, and stuff like this because the thing is with, with YouTube, it's a Google property. And Google knows everything about you. They are like the definition of Big Brother. Literally, them and Facebook have, they can tell you everything about yourself more than you know um, so if, if you do have a push button solution, it's only going to work for a couple of months. Um, and because the, the problem with that is that there's a pattern and it creates the same pattern. You're doing the same thing, whether it's publishing your, your video to like a bajillion blogs or whatever, and a big, whatever, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a pattern because it typically goes to the same ones each and every time. And it, it, it can, 
it, it just takes one update for that to all disappear. And that's when, like when Google does an animal update, whether it's a panda, a pigeon or anything else beginning with P, that people sort of start crying because all the crap that they've done gets negated. Everything just goes, you're gone off the search engines. Um, so uh, getting back to what you can do, uh, obviously social properties are very important. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, a uh, little bit of Instagram. I don't do Instagram, but I, I know a lot of people who do on, on YouTube. Uh, obviously, the younger people, they're on Instagram anyway. But getting those so, what's called social signals, getting those links back from those properties to your YouTube video. Obviously, trying to get it embedded as many places as possible on your own websites, on other people's websites, um, on Facebook groups, on even Google Plus, if, if there's still people using that. Um, you know, there, you know, since since Google have decided to sort of let it out to pasture, there's there's no real need for that. But you know, you can still get a couple of social signals back from that particular property. So yeah, the, the more you can get from those properties back to your YouTube video, that's what's going to push you up the rankings because YouTube says, "Huh, these guys think it's important, so therefore we have to think it's important," and that's when you get boosted up. I've been reading a bit about playlists on YouTube. For those of you listening who don't know, playlists are lists of videos that are curated around a subject and they're either collections of just one person's videos or a whole bunch of different users' videos. Do you think that that's something that's worth doing? Playlists play... Uh, can play a very important part. Uh, one thing I, I, I touched on earlier was watch time. Now, there's two types of watch time. One is people watching the full length of your video or, or as much of your video as possible. That's called video watch time. There's another watch time called session watch time, which is uh, where people stay on YouTube. So if somebody comes in, watches your video, the first video is your video, then they go off and they watch 20 Taylor Swift videos. Although those 21 videos, uh, that, that whole session watch time of those 21 videos gets attributed to your video. So putting videos in playlists, especially your own, because then you're boosting your own video watch time as well as the session watch time is very important and highly, highly, highly recommended. So for all of the listeners of this podcast, what is the one thing they could do right now with their videos to make the biggest difference? Oh, that's an interesting question. One thing, call to action. Have a very strong, specific call to action, whether that is to like, share your videos, watch another video or subscribe, or go to your website or subscribe and go to your website. Have a specific, clear call to action at the end of your videos. Tell, tell people, don't ask them, tell them what to do, what the next step is to do. Um, uh, that's the, 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 the biggest thing that they can do on their videos. Thank you, David, for all that wonderful information. What's the best place for people to find you online? Yes, um, uh, best place to get me is every Tuesday at youtube.com forward slash David Walsh online. I upload my videos on a Tuesday and I'm usually around answering questions to people who comment on the latest videos um, uh, on then. You could also go to davidwalshonline.com. You can get me there. If you're a Twitter person, you'll get me at twitter.com forward slash David underscore Walsh. And if you happen to be on Periscope, 
you'll get me at periscope.tv forward slash David Walsh online there as well. And I'm ramping up my periscopes every day. So you'll be able to get a good tidbit from me and be able to ask me personal questions. Well, not personal questions, but per- questions personally um, on Periscope on a daily basis. Thanks again, David. That was great. You're very welcome. Great to be here. So a really informative interview there from David. And I think a few things for me really came across. First of all, consistency. David has uploaded four videos a month for almost three years now. And I think that consistency has proved over time to the platform YouTube, but also his viewers, that Here is a guy who is going to deliver content on a regular basis and is someone to trust. And over time, that relationship with his subscribers has meant that a lot of them have turned into customers for his business. So when you're using a platform, whatever it is, a social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the rest of it, or whether it's something like YouTube or podcasting like I'm doing right now, being consistent with quality, authoritative information is really, really important if you want to build up that trust and that authority and ultimately that business. Just following on from that, I think what David has done, which is very clever, is he's chosen one platform that really, really works for him and has concentrated 100% on that. There's so many different forms of communicating online, whether it be, as I've mentioned, social networks or YouTube or podcasting or blogging. And David has really just concentrated on making good YouTube video after good YouTube video. And although he's promoting it on social media, the time and the effort that he's put into one channel and just focused on doing videos very, very well has really, really paid off. So if you're in the early days of putting together a publicity strategy, if you can try and figure out the social platform or the broadcast platform that you feel most comfortable on and put most of your efforts into that one basket, I think you'll find it bears fruit much, much more quickly than if you were trying to spread yourself thinly across all of them. One other point of David's interview that really stood out to me was the five to eight seconds that he mentioned that you've got to grab people, otherwise they're gone. I mean, that is really true for all kinds of digital marketing, not just YouTube, but that's something that David obviously spends a lot of time thinking about. Those five seconds, it's the same amount of time it takes to read a tweet or read a headline for a blog post. And there's no point making the rest of your content, whatever it is, video or text or audio, if the top five seconds is not something that's going to grab people's attention. So you almost need to spend as much time thinking about those five seconds, that headline in effect, than the rest of the content put together. And I think the fact that David stresses that is very, very useful. Carrying on on that theme of consistency, it's obviously something that goes through David's whole modus operandi from the the very structure of his videos, the length of his videos, how often he uploads them, what day he uploads them on. It's all the same all the time. Also, if you go onto his YouTube channel, you'll see all the visuals also look very, very similar. So 
maintaining that consistency makes people feel like they know what's coming and makes it less of a leap of faith to watch another video because if you enjoyed the one that looks, sounds and feels just like it, the chances are you're going to enjoy the next one and the next one and the next one. And then by the time you've watched all those, you'll be quite inclined to drop David an email and ask if you can use his services. One thing that YouTube often gets accused of is not really converting very well from the YouTube website to actual views and click-throughs to your own website. Now, I didn't ask David about his conversion rates, but I think what he has shown is that it's perfectly possible to build a viable business just through uploading videos to YouTube. And if you hit the right tone and talk about the right subjects, there's no reason why it can't be a viable business strategy in terms of your publicity. If you've had any success with YouTube, it would be great to hear from you. Please do drop me a line via Twitter at Deal With Media or find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Pete Walter, W-A-L-T-E-R. I've summarized the key information that David spoke about in a blog post at dealwiththemedia.com. So if you want to get a nice little summary to keep and refer back to again and again, please do visit the site at dealwiththemedia.com slash three. That's the number three, not the word three. So that's it for another publicity podcast. If you enjoy the show, I would really appreciate it if you could drop us a five-star review on iTunes or mention the show on social media or just tell a friend. So until we meet again with more advice on publicity and marketing tactics, I wish you all the very best for your business or cause. The Publicity Podcast, public relations tactics and marketing strategies for your business. For more, visit dealwiththemedia.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.